good morning. It's Sunday, October the 11th, 2020. This is show number 147. Let's go. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Gummo. And I'm Crash. And we are back for another exciting edition of the show uh, that we do here once every, um, well, it's, it's we try to remain consistent and do it once a week. Yeah. But uh, here we are, nevertheless, show number 146. And uh, wow, man, what a week. It just flew by. I know, time seems to go by fast nowadays. I don't know. Maybe it's because of what's what's all going on or something, but you think so? Maybe. I don't know, man. It's it was a fast week. I know that for sure. Yeah. What'd you do this week? I did a lot this week. Man. I mean, I know that well, you know some of the stuff we did, but well, you know, I, uh, I, I, you know what? I spoke at uh, I spoke to the kids and the faculty and staff at um, Temple University in Pennsylvania. Oh, really? I did. I did. I Oh uh, yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, man, you know, I uh, I got up there. They uh they invited me to speak and uh they wanted to uh they wanted to hear Gummo tell his story and so that's what I did. I got up there. I spoke a little bit, you know, uh right. sp- spoke to the kids, told them told, told them told them told them about uh you know, uh yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh some of the adventures that you, uh, you and I covered over the years and uh mm-hmm. you know, so, uh yeah, we talked about the Bitcoin and hanging out during the free Kevin movement back in the nineties and oh yeah and all the you know, all the guys from back in the the old the old twenty six hundred, you know, mm-hmm. back in those days and uh, I told them, yeah, just uh, had a good time to talk to talk to all of them. Um, worked on, uh, we got got a couple projects in the uh, in the queue, and you know this. And uh, lastly, you know, uh, been maintaining the weight, even though my diet has been unbelievably, unbelievably poor this week. Too bad it was. It, my diet was unbelievably poor. I didn't really go out jogging or running or walking or anything except for a couple of days this week. And so, you know, some goals were hit, some goals were missed, but, uh, yeah, yeah. What about you, man? How was your week? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been hanging out, actually. Been doing a lot of working, um, programming a lot. I do, I've been doing a lot of programming, getting, tidying up a lot of uh, projects, stuff like that. Went surfing a few days. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did have a nice little barbecue with the family the uh, the other day, so that was really nice. Um, nice. Small little gathering. Not too many because of uh, you know, COVID, of course. Right, the whole pandemic thing. Yeah, um, but it, it was cool. We had a little bonfire, too. Yeah. 
Oh wow, a bonfire, man! Yeah, you know, yeah. so sounds like you uh, you had a nice little uh, um, uh, uh, what shindig on the beach there. Yeah, you know, about five people. So hey, you know, I, I'm totally feeling jelly, man. You know, I've I've just had uh, had had my yeah you know, had my head buried in uh, work and and other things, and so yeah, getting it together. And like I said, you know, uh, you know, I think. Um, telling my story was pretty fun i always like mm. telling my my story right it's it's always like um i don't know so it's, it's always refreshing to get my story out there because you know a lot of people a lot of people like to hear the story of you know the the other hackers that you know went on to become famous and all of that and that's great but uh you know everybody has a story right, right. <laughs> and so i uh, you know starting to tell my story out there a little bit here and there and uh you know, speaking of that, speaking of that, you know, I have a uh, couple bigger interviews coming up uh, in uh, one in Chicago, one in L.A. Uh, in November and December. So, uh, yeah. Can you give any details? Or? <sighs> I, I cannot. I cannot. Okay. <clears throat> All I know is that. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm going to pry. Yeah, I know. And but. uh all I know is that yeah, um, they're they're pretty. Um, they're they're with uh, yeah. I just can't give it away, but uh, people will know. <laughs> people will know my story eventually, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting that story out there a little bit more. And so uh, yeah, okay. so Gummo is coming to a TV near you soon. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. So wow, man. Uh, wow. So you've been surfing. I've been not doing anything. Uh, you know, hey, I've got to get out there and uh, get get some water time, man. I just get ugh, it's just so many things going on, and you know how that goes. But uh, I tell you, you know, hey, I was I was on the, I was on the lookout last week, and you know, I hear. Someone tells me that they're going to be, or someone is considering remaking the movie Hackers. I heard about that. Did you hear about that? Yeah, but I, I didn't that. really uh, look at any of the details. It's not worth it. You know, if it's really? like the first movie, you know, you're not really going to miss anything. It was so, so cheeseball-y. Yeah, I mean, but it was fun. It was That's funny. Oh, well, I didn't say funny, but it, it was, well, it was, it was kind of funny. You know, it took me like 22 years to watch that movie and fi- or 23 years. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I think it, I, I, I just, you know, it was whatever. And I don't know. A lot of people go crazy about that movie. Uh, yeah. It's a cold mm. fl- classic, cold favorite, whatever. But I don't know if you really want to know how the real, you know, like if you want to really get a taste of hackers from back in the day, watch a movie called War Games. Yeah, I watched that. That movie's incredible. Yeah. Um and it's funny that you brought that up because um there there's a game called Defcon. And mm. Defcon Is that like the 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 Defcon Defcon or just it's just Well, yeah, yeah, Defcon. yeah. So it, it correlates with the military Defcon. So Got um it. essentially remember the game that the Whopper was playing? In, yeah, in war yeah. Games, the Whopper, the, the, the simulation, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. Whopper. Yeah. So, <laughs> the Whopper. So the Whopper was playing a war game simulation. Uh, called, what was it? The thermonuclear war. 
thermonuclear yeah global thermonuclear global yeah. thermonuclear war yeah. so anyway the um that's essentially what defcon is the game um. and when you're playing defcon you're making decisions to uh on what to do military wise gotcha. so you, like the first uh defcon 5 through defcon 4 um you're basically setting up military personnel um and it, it, military units right right so and then and then it goes it progresses from there until um you get to the point where um it's doing stuff you're doing stuff like the whopper was doing actually (laughs) sending nukes or at least simulating them (laughs) and it's and people have said that it's extremely frightening playing the game because of just um the implications behind it right um but yeah, it, it's it's that's pretty cool that uh, people are emulating that kind of thing. Wow, it, you know it, you know, and it's cool to see. It's cool to see you know some of those um, some of those scenarios brought into into you know these types of uh, exercises and, and simulations. That, that you know, I really kind of like that, man. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it it's it's just good. You know, with everybody playing video games. Uh, and if if you're looking to extend those those skills, I mean, I think that's a good way to kind of well, and it's, and it's pushing technology too. You you have to admit that the video game industry is one of the biggest influences on the pr- the progression of technology, other than military. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Because considering data consumption, that that's that's a huge thing with video games. I mean, video games now are hundreds of gigabytes in terms yeah. of, of data. So it's it's mind-boggling, and not only that, but then you have to consider the amount of network traffic mm-hmm. on these games, since pretty much all of them have some sort of online capability, right? Uh, whether that be multiplayer or some sort of scoring system. Mm-hmm. But regardless, there's always a constant connection, right? Unless there's no internet, and then of course there's not, right? So there's constantly data being um, processed. Oh. Hundreds and tons, like hundreds and hundreds of gigs of data. Yeah, you know these these games. You know, uh, yeah, and I'm not going. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to sound like a, some stick in the mud. Going, <laughs> oh, you know, games were better when they were simpler. But you know, to me, you know, I re- I remember the Super Nintendo days and the PlayStation One days, and they were st- you know the games were so cool and they were so. It was just a cool game to play. Now, you know, with games now, I you know I've tried to you know you've got menus and sub menus and all of this and that and, that, and well, you've you got to learn. And, okay, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you there. Just, and that all of that is because it's design choice. They're no, they don't. No one has to put that shit in their games. And and that's saying that from a developer perspective, from right. a developer perspective, is that all of that. Those, those are just poor design choices so <laughs> when you have five sub menus within you know three other sub menus and so on and so forth yeah that's just that's it's unintuitive yeah. and i get what you're saying so like a game like galaga you know back in the day you just you, you just start it up and play yeah you put a couple quarters in the machine and then the next thing you know you're jamming yeah same thing yeah. with super mario bros on the nes or uh, snes you know you just part the cartridge in start the machine up and you're playing maybe you have to um select something right. before you start playing like or press the start button or something silly you know but that's it right yeah um uh, yeah. you know back games when are complicated nowadays <laughs> I, yeah. I do agree 
Yeah, back when games were much more simpler. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, you want to do the news? Yeah, let's do the news. All right, here we go. Alrighty, and in one of the weirdest rests of the year, at least five, <laughs> at least five bar and cafe managers from the French city of Grenoble were taken into custody last week for running open Wi-Fi networks at their establishments and not keeping logs of past connected users. Wow, isn't that crazy? The bar and cafe owners were arrested for allegedly breaking a 14-year-old French law that dictates that all internet service providers must keep logs on all of their users for at least one year. According to local media reports, the bar and cafe owners claimed they were not aware that such a law even existed, let alone that it applied to them, as they had not received notifications from the union, which usually sends alerts of industry-wide legal requirements. Nonetheless, the French, uh, nonetheless, the French uh, authorities, uh, uh, you know, arrested uh, the, the said uh, uh, violators, and they were eventually released after questioning, according to uh, French law number two thousand six sixty four. They now risk up to one year in prison, a personal fine of up to seventy five thousand euro, and a business fine of up to get this three hundred seventy five thousand euro. Wow. Connection logging is a feature supported on most commercial routers and has been added for this specific reason. <laughs> reason. Uh, as countries around the world begin introduced data logging laws for their local ISPs, law enforcement agencies often rely on these logs to track down malicious behavior or details about suspects using public Wi-Fi networks to commit crimes. You know, I tell you what... You know what? I'm not even going to comment on this because you know it's 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 insanity, right? That you're going to lose your freedom so someone listen. I'm not even going to connect. I'm not even. All right. So you're not really doing anything. You're not willingly breaking the law, and it's not really a law that I mean harms anybody. I don't think, I don't think anybody's really being harmed because you're, you know, you're yeah. not logging internet connections. Uh, I think that's really, um, all right. So it's, it's really stupid. It's a dumb law. I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid. I think it shouldn't exist. And I think it's stupid that the authorities arrested, uh, 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 uh someone working hard in their business, uh, because they weren't logging some, some, internet connections i think it's stupid i think it was a waste of time and i think it's just one way for somebody else to make money from another person's misfortune and so yeah i think it's stupid uh that's what i've got to say about that story uh <clears throat> meanwhile over on that side of the uh, world polish police shut down a uh, hacker supergroup Wow. A super group? a super group oh, give me a break involved in bomb threats ransomware and sim swapping kind of cool i've never heard the word super group before what what makes you super i know rather right? than just a group that's what i'm saying maybe they were just like elite hackers i don't know some stupid shit oh they're elite oh yeah right they're elite. <laughs> yeah. hey you know polish ha authorities have shut down nevertheless polish authorities have shut down the a hacker super group 
Uh, listen, I can't get past the the, the idea that they're calling this this a super group. Yeah, I mean, what it's, it's are they? Ridiculous. Are they more famous than others? I mean, I mean, who are, are they? More... I've never heard of them. I mean, like what? Come on, give me a break. Super group, my ass. Super, is that like Super Tramp? You know, you remember the group Super? You're not old enough to remember. There was a group in the '80s called Super Tramp. I've heard of them. You have heard of them. Yeah. I've definitely heard of them. Well, I'm not going to play their music because I really didn't like them. Uh, so anyhow, the super group that had its fingers in a multitude of cybercrime operations, such as ransomware attacks, malware distribution, SIM swapping, banking fraud, running fake online stores, and even making bomb threats at the behest of paying customers. How, much, how many people were part of the group? Uh, four suspects. So the hmm. four of them are, they, they, they constitute a uh, super group. So that's not really super, though. I mean, what, what, what makes ma- them super? Yeah, that's the thing. They're not that. And they got caught, right? So, I mean. Well, yeah. According to reports in Polish media, the hackers have been under investigation since May of 2019 when they first sent a bomb threat to a school in the town of Lexa. So wouldn't a super group have gone undetected? Well, yeah. I so mean, then they're not a super group. They're totally not super, and they're not a. <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, investigators said that on an in- that an individual named I can't even say this name Lukas. Don't even worry about. Found it. the hackers on internet forums and hired them to send a bomb threat to a oh, local school, Christ. but make the email look like it came from a rival business partner. The man whose identity was spoofed in the email was arrested and spent two days in prison before police figured out what actually had happened. When the framed businessman was released out of jail, he hired a famous private investigator to track down the culprits behind the fake bomb alert. Uh, you know, and uh, it goes on and on and on from there. But, uh, you know, the thing that uh, trips me out is that, uh, you know, they're, they're, what, what, why are they called super? Anyhow. Yeah, that, I don't get that. <laughs> Anyhow, the names of... Uh, 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 the names of the uh, why why are the names published but i'm not going to say their names but let's see uh no wait camille s also known under his hacker handle of rasputin and a member active on many russian-speaking hacker forums like exploit and sibolka uh powell k operating under the pseudonym manster team manster underscore team mostly involved in banking crime uh, Janus K involved in most crimes in one form or another. Well, Janet, Janet, Janus was just, uh, he was just out there. He was, uh, yeah. yeah. Jack of all trades there. All right. And lastly, uh, Lucas, uh, K everybody's name ends with K Powell K Janus K and Lucas K described as an important figure in the underground world. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, four mem- four others, Matus, Radslaw, Joanna, something, Beata, something. Uh, they're also uh, under investigation, too, for ties to the group. Europol also released a press release about the hacker group's arrest, uh, suggesting that they most likely made victims uh, or had victims outside of Poland as well. So, again, I'm not quite sure what constitutes, uh, you, you know, the being whole, a super group. Being a super group. I did I, have a, <laughs> no I, idea. I do have, uh, you know, I do have, uh, you know, the, let's see, I've got two, four, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. 
11 hackers that are Rus uh, Russian and they're wanted by the FBI for interference in the 2016 elections. Wow. And <laughs> I don't know. These pictures of these, these, these uh, I don't know. I'm not going to. It's, it's whatever. Uh, and let's see. We got any more? Uh, yeah, more news. Uh, There's always more news. There is more news, but oh, I'm not going to talk about that. Let's see. Uh, a hacker who accessed network uh, networks of yeah. Uh, uh, let's see what. An unnamed U.S. federal agency was hit with a cyber attack after a hacker used valid access credentials uh, to access the network. Uh, while many details of the hack weren't revealed, federal authorities did divulge that the hacker was able to browse directories, copy at least one file, and exfiltrate data, according to the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency known as CISA. <laughs> the hacker supposedly uh, implanted malware that evaded the agency's protection mechanisms and was able to gain access to the network by using valid access credentials for multiple users. Microsoft 365 accounts and domain administer accounts, according to authorities. Again, it sounds like another um, you know engineer who was either uh, you know led into the network, well, you know, to work on it or, or whatever, but. It probably had an axe to grind, and you know that's how that was. It, it, yeah. it, you know the thing that the thing that kind of trips me out is the fact that you know that you know when when the crime is committed, you're you're then you know now you're a hacker, right? Before mm. you were a system administrator, and now you're a hacker. Yeah. Right? Why does it have to be? Why does the why is it to be associated with a crime? Well, you know that's the misconception, right? right. Of of hackers, right? You know, hackers are all these bad. Uh, People that do bad things in, in in a dark room wearing a hoodie and and it's completely untrue. No, no, there the, folks. The real, the, you know, if you haven't read the manifesto on our on the website, you know, a real hacker is nothing more than someone who was curious and that likes to discover things and solve problems. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. I mean, there is literally a hacker everywhere. The people just don't like to identify themselves. About, you know, there's hackers everywhere, man. You, you know, your 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 uncle Louie was a hacker. You know, your 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 your, you know your your mom and dad were probably hackers. And when I say that, I mean that they figured out little hacks in life. So if you, hey, life hacks, right? You're a hacker. All right, and last thing up on the uh, agenda. You you know now I don't know if we talked about this or not, uh, but back in back in 2016, Bitfinex uh, was hacked. It was um, no this idea. Bitcoin. It was a Bitcoin uh, exchange mm. back in 2016. It was actually on August the second, 2016. The popular digital currency exchange Bitfinex was hacked for <laughs> 119,756 Bitcoin, which is about 1.2 billion in Bitcoin today. Uh, the hacker was able to swipe roughly 18% of what was stolen from uh, the Mt. Gox uh, incident a few years prior to that. Uh, you know, most of uh, most of the stolen Bitcoin uh, from those uh, thefts sat idle for, you know, about you know, three or four years. But in 2020, uh, the hacker has been on the move and has been moving lots of coins in, uh, that were stolen in batches now. Uh, the last time uh, that the, the coins were uh, seen moving was at the uh, end of July, uh, where 
uh, he or she actually moved about 2,500 uh, stolen Bitcoins, worth about $28 million from uh, the Bitcoin uh, breach. Uh, at the time of the uh, July tw- uh, the, the at the time of the July second 500 Bitcoin move, Bitcoin was swapping for about ten thousand dollars a coin. On October second, another two thousand coins moved from five different wallet locations. The coins moved on Wednesday are worth roughly twenty one point six million dollars, and the five transactions were caught by the blockchain parser. Um, you know, and so. Uh, when the funds were originally stolen, the stash was worth between sixty-six and seventy-two million dollars. You, you know, back then. Uh, but uh, unlike uh, the Mt. Gox incident, Bitfinex was, was able to survive the loss, and it paid its customers back by creating one of the first ever exchange-backed tokens. The recent twenty-one point six million dollars worth of transfer followed the exchange offering a bounty for those who helped catch the Bitfinex hackers during the first week of August twenty twenty. Bitfinex offered is I'm not even know if I'm saying that right. Bitfinex offered rewards. I think it's Bitfinex. Is it Bitfinex? Well, I'm just thinking like fi- Finex, financial. Finance. So I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm just throwing that shit out there. Yeah, it's no worries. Bitfinex man. or some Who cares? shit. Cares? It was a, it was. It's yeah. just another fucking application <laughs> for the blockchain. Who fucking cares, right. dude? That's how I feel about it anyway. Anyway, going moving forward. Moving forward, they uh, they offered rewards during the first week of the the August 2020. They offered uh, Bitfinex offered rewards up to 400 million dollars for information concerning the malicious actors who attacked the exchange. Uh, you know, so it's basically, you know, they're still a little sore that, uh, the hacker was able to steal uh, a few thousand Bitcoin. Well, get over it. It's digital, man. You know, it's once every, once it's on the internet, it's kind of it, you know, it's open, open source. It's free game. Even if it's closed source, it's just free game, dude. You know, I, I've obfuscated code before and then just put it out there because (laughs) I knew that I, you know, no matter what, it's going to get cracked. Yep. It doesn't yep. matter what the hell it is. Even you know, if it's online, it can be hacked. That's right. You know, once you enter that data in using a keyboard, it's it's all over. It's game over. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was. That's funny. That's funny. You uh, you mentioned that because I was in. A, I was actually had a meeting uh, either last week or the week before, and the gentleman had asked me. He said, uh, "Well, what's the?" <laughs> and I thought, you know, it's not too many people have asked the question. Right? He's like, "Well, what's the?" what's the most secure computer and i said a computer that's not connected to the internet right uh, yeah uh but yeah that's the news uh that's that's what's happening uh you know it's it's really hard to trace those digital uh those digital thefts and especially once you start running them uh you know the 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 coins through mixers and and it sounds like the 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 actor is the threat actor or the hacker or the thief or whoever it is is uh using mixing accounts trying to mix them away yeah yeah uh, but, uh, you know, Hey, uh, Bitcoin today is worth $11,317. So let's see if we tabulate that up. That's a lot of money. So <laughs> either way, yeah. either way, uh, it's not, uh, it's, it's not Bitfinex's uh, money anymore. It's the hackers. It's gone. And they can literally just sit there and watch the, the watch it. But was it really Bitfinex's money to begin with? No, it wasn't. See, it wasn't. Uh, and it, it was on them for not protecting that, those assets. Uh, so it's whatever. Hey, uh, what else is going on? You know, uh, as I said, I got a couple. We've got 
what what was you know i actually i was going to uh this week i was actually going to discuss how to defeat the new york city um uh boots right they you put these we spoke spoke about boots right so uh i was uh so i was immediately contacted by uh the the the, uh uh, powers to be uh requesting that uh i actually uh not discuss how to defeat uh, the New York City boots. So, uh, you know, with, with, with all of the creativeness that I have come up with, right, uh, I've decided to uh, discuss that, uh, it, you know, but uh, on another level, right? So I think what I'm going to do is actually when I get ready to discuss it, I'm going to play it backwards. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think we, yeah, and I think that's what I'm going to do. So, uh, you know, I wanted to check with, I wanted, you know, because I have to, I have to make sure, you know, that we're not breaking any laws or anything like that. And so I, uh, I, you know, so I I talked to the hacker's uh, lawyer. Oh, yeah? And and the hacker's lawyer was like, that's still not going to cut the mustard. So, you know, even though we don't run ads and all of that, I still have to make sure that I'm not breaking the law, you know, and so... Unfortunately, folks, I cannot talk about how to break, <laughs> break or bypass uh, the New York City uh, car boots. But, but we can we can tell you how to do it in another medium. So we'll share that we'll share that sentiment with you, uh, but not right now because I have other things to talk about. Um, but no, seriously though, uh, I, I you know I can't talk about it, man. I'm not allowed to talk about. Come on, it. you got to talk about it. <laughs> I'm gonna think about it because you know I've I've been I, I've Be- literally got pummeled with like cease and desists. You know, like hey, you, you you if you talk about this, if you you know. Well, then at this point, you know, if anything happens, everyone on planet Earth knows that you know who who did it, who done it. Well, I'm I not, not going to own up to. I'm not going to own up to or, or confess to anything. But yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're super easy to defeat. So I'm right. sure I'm sure that information will get out one way or the other. I don't think it's that big of a deal. To it's not about. that big of a deal, right? I but mean, I have to I have to follow the letter of the law, right? And so that's what I have to do. You know, I no. think some law should be followed and some others shouldn't. I mean, it's... it's. Well, I agree. I what agree. would have happened had Phil Schneider not had a, that shootout with those All aliens in Dolce? We need to... We, if, listen, if we if we uh, talk about... If we bring up Phil, you know, we're going to have black helicopters hanging around. You know, that, yeah, that's true. Right, should, so maybe I shouldn't mention, mention the name. Uh, Phil Schneider? I love Phil Schneider. I love Phil Schneider, too. It was pretty yeah. cool. Anyhow, uh, who was Phil Schneider? For those who that don't know who Phil Schneider. Maybe we should fa- uh, save that uh, for another episode. I say no. I say what we need to do right now is talk about Phil Schneider. Okay. Phil Schneider, <laughs> he was a U.S. geologist and, uh-huh. and uh, researcher. I'll tell you what. Let, let, let's, let, let, let's let Phil tell the people who he is. Okay. All right. So we'll be back after Phil. Yeah. You're in for a treat. Phil Schneider has 17 years experience working in the government black projects. He carried a level three security clearance. He's a former government geologist and engineer in the black projects, underground bases at areas 51, S4, and Los Alamos. He's gonna expand your mind here this morning. Please welcome Mr. Phil Schneider. I'm Phil Schneider. I spent 17 years in black budget programs. Um, 
government geologist, as engineer, structural engineer with aerospace applications. Uh, Self-taught metallurgist became uh, uh, kind of famous in my own right. Um, I basically uh, would have a set of notes here, but they're unavailable. <laughs> All this melee. Up here, I have different artifacts uh, explaining. Uh, some of them are alien metals that have been produced both on this planet and the confines of outer space that are now used in all stealth aircraft. All stealth aircraft, for instance, all black jets, uh, what you're seeing of, of black helicopters and the like, uh, the skins and the coatings and the residues that are used predominantly in the in the aircraft themselves, in the airframes and the, in the rotor blades and the fans and in some cases in submarines, uh, special titanium hulls, in the Phoenix class submarines now. Uh, all these come from, all this has come from alien technology. 1947 is what the public has been told. Uh, something crashed in the backyard in New Mexico, a place called Roswell, New Mexico. Unfortunately, that's what the public's been told. The military's known about the alien question for the better part of 70 years, and they first saw their glimpse of what was going on as early as 1909 in the American Southwest. Now, Army cavalry evidently were chasing some bandits, and they entered this cave. They were holed up in a cave, and what they found in there was flying disks and and little gray guys and all kinds of weird things and they didn't know how to explain that and they wrote them down as best they could and it's been in secret archives ever since. That's up in the, this in the down by the Truth of Consequences uh, area of New Mexico. Well, the alien thing is more than just a what I'd call a non-visible threat. We on the surface, first of all, all information dealing with alien or alien reproduced technology or alien reproduced vehicles or any other kinds of things, well hidden from the American public. Our black budget, for instance, garners $1.023 trillion every two years. It's over $500 billion a year. Right now, there are 131 active, deep underground military bases in the United States. There's 1,477 of them worldwide. Each one has an average cost of 17 to 19 billion dollars. Each one is uh, built in the site. Uh, oh, it used to be it'd take a year to two years to build each one. And now they're capable of building a couple of them a year uh, with sophisticated methods. Uh, uh, my colleague uh, Al Bielik has actually been on some of the high-speed railways, uh, the magnetoleviton trains that connect all the deep underground military bases within the United States. He's been on a Mach 2 train and floats off of floats off of a single rail at a, a three quarters of an inch off the rail and is uh, what you'd call high-tech. We have nothing like this on the surface. Uh, the public basically has been totally lied to. We're considered stupid or even moronic in some cases. Uh, it's got to stop. If, if we're going to gain our country back, we must, and I repeat, must, 
regain, we must instill in our public officials, anybody that goes and does public service, they must tell us the truth. If they cannot do this, then they must be impeached or they must, must be removed from office. If this cannot occur, if, if the truth cannot totally come out, the, the, I, there are reasons for secrecy, for instance, but if the truth cannot totally come out, uh, what's the use in us having anything called freedom? Okay, now I have pictures here that I'm going to show you during the break in artifacts. and I ask you to kind of look at them but not handle them. I have actual crashed retriever metal from Roswell, New Mexico. It was given to me when I was 14 years old. For instance, I've got other things. I've got pieces, pieces of this piece of titanium, a special titanium alloy made for everything from the original SR-71 Blackberry, that's old hat now. Uh, F-117A is their old hat now. Uh, they're making a whole new class of hypersonic above Mach 5 aircraft that employ they employ extremely modern charged particle beam weapons. They don't even use lasers anymore. Uh, computer enhanced imaging radar. Although it's used in helicopters for public surveillance, computer enhanced imaging radar, and in satellite technology, uh, the brand new kit on the block is a, is a kind of infrared technology uh, where a, a satellite 150,000 miles out in a geosynchronous orbit, or not quite geosynchronous orbit, but but these spy satellites can literally look in and see a dime on the floor, say on your kitchen floor. They have a resolution factor of 99.999961. Uh, this particular piece of metal, I'm going to drop it on the floor here, it'll kind of ring like a bell. You can't break it. Withstand temperatures in excess of 7,500 degrees Fahrenheit. It has niobium in it. It also has miranite in it, element 123. Yeah, please do. Uh, it's in a it's in a non-crystalline form. This is just kind of a dripping off of the out of the main crucible. Here's a crystalline example. It's in the scalenohedral crystalline form. We got this from the large grays. Uh, technology. Uh, this is grown in the confines of, of outer space, which has not quite a super vacuum, but uh, by the way, this is capable of withstanding temperatures in excess of 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, it's great for uh, certain parts of aircraft. Uh, this kind of material I work with on a daily basis. Up here we have a transparency of transparency of Groom Lake. Groom Lake is where the infamous Area 51, S4, S2, a CIA base, uh, uh, it was originally a bombing range, a nuclear test site. Uh, it was later become the most secret base in the United States. Um, it employs over 18,000 workers who work in shifts of 12 hours at a whack. Most of them work in the cover of darkness, like us. We built uh, nine underground military bases there, each with an average uh, uh, capacity, 
Capewool was basically a city underground, roughly four and a quarter cubic miles hollowed out underground. They have boring machines, for instance. They have boring machines, for instance. They don't bore. They literally vitrify and melt the rock, deflagrate the rock. It's a very sophisticated laser uh, uh, melting and deflagrating system. It reduces the rock to a powder and then melts the, the remaining rock as a coating on the inside of the base so you don't have to use gunite cements and other kinds of things like that. That's all, the, all old hat now. Uh, technology is just basically the new technology we get is the old hat of the military. I'm going to be real brief about it. I carried a level one security clearance, the Rylate 38 factor. There are very few of us. There's nobody except myself, to my knowledge, talking like this. <clears throat> nobody. I'm breaking the law. I'm breaking world as well as federal law. I'm coming out and even talking about this to a group of people. I love my country more than I love my life. Two weeks ago, I was shot in the shoulder. I don't want to gore you women out, but I was shot in the shoulder up here. I recently have become friends of a of a uh, retired FBI agent who took me under the wing. He says, I've never seen a person braver than you. And I said, well, there's more coming. Our patriot movement in these United States is going to pick up the ball, and we are going to kick the parasites out. First of all, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, a few other founding fathers, Patrick Henry to mention a few, all had visions that these United States was going to live 700 years from where they were standing, and that was uh, somewhere around the, uh, the late 1700s, early 1800s. So you can count this country, this country isn't going to go to a new world order. I believe firmly in constitutional law. I'm not very well skilled in it, and that's my embarrassment. But I'm going to be real blunt about it. The government that is now instilled in ruling over us are ruling as we're serfs, and they're the kings and queens. Now, that's a feudal system. That isn't even a democracy. We are now being ruled by an autocracy and a technocracy. In other words, technical knowledge is rules as king with a feudal type system. Feudal systems haven't been used in the last 350 years, and they're coming back like gangbusters. If we are complacent, if we do not speak out in droves, and I'm not just talking about me, I'm talking about a bunch of us getting together and getting on the stump and loving our country more than we love our lives, getting on, some of us are going to get killed. I almost got killed a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't been for a, uh, hadn't been for an FBI, a retired FBI man who risked his life, his career, everything, put it all on the line, and he didn't know me from Adam a week prior to that. Uh, he, he, re he listened to one of my tapes I gave up in Post Falls, Idaho, and I'm going to be very blunt about He mentioned, he said that we need a lot more of you, but unfortunately we're not getting anybody. Well, 
I'm trying to, I'm not the best speaker in the world, but I'm trying to relay to you that we need to get out and seriously get the message out. These shows are great. This, this hall should be absolutely packed, standing room only, and we should be getting the message out to as many people as we can with as many shows as there are, as it possibly to reach. There many is the public. We ought to get on talk shows. We've got to get on. We've got to get on news shows and TV shows, and we have to really get the message out. And I think we're doing it, but it's it's a little bit slow in the in the first part. That's that's just that part of the what I want to say. In working with the Black Projects, I was very loyal. I was picked because I was very strong mentally. There's a bunch of us that were picked because we don't crack under pressure. We don't freak under pressure, so to speak. Everyday events don't bother us. Now, I was involved in something very controversial, almost totally unbelievable to most of you. Some of you are religious people. I think all religions, all religions, have a time and a place and they definitely have a place in America. Now, another thing I want to reach to you is that during the unbelievable part, I was involved in building another base onto in inside of Belsay, New Mexico, which is Los Alamos Laboratory. It's a biological laboratory on the southwest part of the Archelaida Mesa. Uh, we built an underground facility, a better part of three cubic miles hollowed out underground. Then to the southwest of that, we built, we were, we were in the process of the early stages of building, we drilled four large uh, tunnel-like holes. Some of them ran two and a half miles under the surface. Uh, number the early, at that time, number the original uh, uh, wells or dr uh, drilling uh, machines that were used were, were um, uh, at the rate of uh, two miles a day. It was fairly rapid. The equipment kept coming up broken. So we wanted to go down. We wanted to send somebody down there, a human observer, or human observers in this case, to find out what was going on. Well, to our total surprise, first of all, the government knew all about it. They didn't tell anybody. Uh, when I saw Green Beret and Black Beret people encamped inside of our geologist camp, I knew something was up, the gig was up. First of all, I knew all about the alien agenda. I'll explain that in a few minutes. The large alien graves had been encamped there for as best as believed possible about four or five hundred years. It had been one of their internal bases. And we we'd drilled holes right on top of it. All the stinking air, all the black sooty air came right out as soon as one the first hole was sunk and all this soot came up and well that's when it all all the hell broke loose really, all it started. Anyway, after we drilled all four holes, it took about a, two days to drill all four of them. And when you build a underground base, you drill four basic holes and then you build you call stopes or cross member holes across and then you bla use blasting equipment. And special blasting equipment by the analyzation of the rock formation, and you literally blast out or tunnel out 
or, or deflagrate or melt rock out to build the large rooms that are required for this underground base. Well, in this process, I was lowered down the basket of one of these holes, and about from me to this elderly woman here in the front was sitting a seven-foot-tall alien gray. The stench was worse than the worst garbage can you can imagine. Uh, the person was at, or the entity was absolutely horrible. I didn't waste any time or reach for my pistol. At that time, as an engineer, I didn't have time to carry all the folder, all of one of these big submachine guns that all the sea spray and the yellow fruit and the, all the uh, outer perimeter and inner perimeter security people carried. I carried a little Walter PPK pistol with a nine-shot clip. <clears throat> this was in late August of 1979. Now. You got a regular suit of clothes, you got a regular clothes on, plus you're in a almost like a spacesuit environment and you're reaching for a gun. It's it's not the easiest thing to do and then to pop a clip in it and start shooting. And I killed two of them. Yes, they're mortal and they do die. However, in the process uh, one of them did this. I rem all I remember is that he just kind of waved his hand in front of his chest, and the next thing I know, this blue beam hit me and just literally opened me up like a fish, and every uh, burnt burnt my fingers right off of me, and it was some form of electrical force because the kind of like hit being hit by a lightning bolt burned all my toenails off of me, uh, completely crispy crittered my left foot, burnt the shoe right off of me. Um, all I remember is the smoking remains, and I'm laying almost, I'm still conscious, but in and out of, I didn't remember much. And there was a, a green beret that was right behind me that risked his life. In fact, he died. But he risked his life. He shoved me back in the basket and hit the button and took me up. And I wouldn't be alive talking to you today if it wasn't for him. I'm forever indebted. He lost his life. 66 Secret Service agents, Green Berets, Black Berets, crack troops lost their lives because the government, our United States government, lied, did not tell us anything about the alien threat. There's a war underneath there, and I'm talking dead serious. It's been going on since that time. Since late August of 1979, our military, the Russian military, basically the militaries of the world, have been in constant conflict with the outer space alien. The, the small gray, the large gray, the reptilians, the whole thing. There are 11, there are 11 distinct races of aliens. Two are benevolent. One had to leave here in a hurry because their world is under attack, both on the surface as well as underground there, the Pleiadesians. Maybe some of you are familiar with that. Uh, would some of you raise your hands have heard of Billy Meyer and uh, some of the, uh, oh, very good, about half the group. Well, Billy Meyer is one of these lucky people that they figured, well, he's kind of a simple type, we'll show him everything. Well. These are the benevolent aliens, and they've been here helping us. In fact, I have a picture. I have a picture. Let me reach for it here.
have a picture of one of the aliens been working for the United States Pentagon for the last 58 years. His name is Val, Val Valiant Thor. He's right here. There's my father in the background. This old place, the ready room of the USS Eldridge, Al Bielica has probably explained or maybe even shown you this picture. There's a list of the some of the notable people in it. And they're all the atomic bomb scientists of the day, all the uh, time variant uh, experimentalists of the day, all the top physicists of, of that particular day. This was, in, this was in August of 1943. Now this guy has not changed one iota in 58 years. Started work, he came here, crashed here or whatever. Whether he's under duress or not, he started work for our U.S. Navy and military operations in 1937, either 37 or 38 is what I've been told. So it's for 58 years, this man's been employed probably under duress. If you don't do as we say, we're just going to use you for alien bait or something. I don't know. But anyway, he basically hasn't changed. He lives for 490 years, what he says his lifespan is. Now, he's supposedly a semi-benevolent, he's a human-looking type person. He has six fingers and six toes, and he's got one oversized heart, one lung, giant lung, uh, his blood vessels are bigger. He's got copper oxide for blood similar to an octopus. Uh, his brain capacity 300 centimeters greater than ours. He has a thinking capacity. Uh, IQ, if, it, if you were to measure it, would be totally off the scale. It'd be about a 1200 IQ. Um, he speaks 100 languages fluently, alien as well as others. Um, he's a remarkable person. I had a chance to meet him one time. Now. Um, by the way, he doesn't shake hands. He was kind of in a spacesuit because all aliens, regardless of benevolent or otherwise, they're carrying germs and diseases and bacterium in and on them that are deadly to us. If, if I were making policy, I, I'd quarantine them all because, because how do we not know that some of our diseases like AIDS, Ebola, uh, hantavirus and a few of these other weird designer diseases, as I call them, are not made from the cadavers of some of these aliens as a biological weapon to use against the people of the United States. Well, I'm tired. I'm a tired American speaking out. telling you is kind of a, almost like a brain overload here. Back in 1946, we set off a number, actually four atomic bomb tests at Bikini Atoll. It's a group of islands in the South Pacific. I have an original photograph here with original language on the photograph that shows there is a large alien spaceship off a wingtip of the United States aircraft. It was a drone aircraft right at the point where the bomb was beginning to show a neutron flash cloud. Here's the bomb going off. Here's the airplane tip here, and here is the alien spacecraft. Now, in 1947, excuse me, 1947, questions later, please. In 1947, after Roswell, 
debacle. Our military got before the U.S. Senate. They were hauled before the U.S. Senate and says, what's going on here? Well, we didn't know anything about discs until this happened. It flopped in our backyard. Total lie. They lied to the U.S. Senate. They should have been prosecuted as traitors. Came by lying to a United States Senator or House of Representative, any Senator or House of Representative person, President of the United States, Vice President, any, any cabinet member, lying to the American public is a traitor and should be dealt with in an appropriate fashion. This is actual proof, positive, that this occurred in 1946. Now, U.S. military knew all about flying disks and flying disk technology as early, thoroughly early as 1933. Of course, we remember the Germans did too, the Nazi Germans, Hitler and all, all their bunch of people. It gets to the big question, if, if all this has been hidden from us, you know, everybody says, well, where's the proof? I've got some of the proof laying on the table. But a lot of you probably are totally skeptical. They say, well, I could be anything. In my hand here, I have a piece of what's called corbamite. It's the heaviest element in the world. Element 140. This piece of material weighs 15 ounces. It's three and a half times the weight of uranium. It cannot be made to emit gamma rays. It cannot be isotoped. It is totally stable. It is used in all stealth aircraft and all Phoenix-class submarines. When combined with other alien elements, it is impregnable. It cannot be melted with charged particle beam weapon. When properly combined in secretive compounds, it can withstand temperatures in excess of 10 million degrees Fahrenheit. It's grown by aliens who have given a good... The other side of the alien question is, some of these aliens have broken off from their mainstream and said, we're not getting a fair shake, and so this is what happens. I'm talking about the alien graves. Some of them broken away. They're talk about not being popular. But this particular piece of metal is an amazing piece of technology. It's capable of being grown in 15 different crystal systems. Now, I'm a geologist, and I, prior to 15 or 20 years ago, knew of only six crystal systems. There's actually 15 if you count all the alien metals. Now this is only element 140. If you look at the local periodic table in your local library it says 104. Somewhere down the line we've been lied to and we've been cheated. What we have to do is we have to literally ask for the truth. If we cannot ask for the truth, we must demand the truth. We must take it before courts of law in common law systems, and we must demand it. If we cannot do this, our founding fathers told us the only thing left 
is to overthrow, to get the parasites out. I don't advocate overthrow, but it does look like this may be the only alternative. Now, I'm going to casually mention to you something that's very scary indeed and tell you what the alien agenda is. And it's going to sound very familiar. The alien agenda is the complete takeover of this planet, the killing off of five, six, to seven eighths of the world's population by the year 2029. U.S. military has known about this for 45 years. They've told no one. As far as I know, I'm the only person standing before a crowd talking about the alien agenda secretively. Okay. They, back in 1954, I'll give you a quick overview. There was the created 1954 treaty where Eisenhower signed a pact with the known alien species of the time. There were three at the time. And said that we're going to deal in high technology, but you can take a few head of cattle and a few human beings and you can experiment on them. It's unthinkable. It's stuffed straight out of the Nazi death camps, and I'm kidding you not, it's plain BS, and it's got to stop. Now, the great in 1954 treaty would have been violated. After, after the great firefight, the alien-human war, I am the only living survivor talking about it worldwide at all. The only one. The other two are in nursing homes in Canada, and the Canadian government refuses to allow any U.S. people, including myself, to talk to them because they are afraid of kidnapping. Probably the reason I got shot to pieces and 11 attempts on my life is I am a direct threat to the entire system. The New World Order, the alien agenda is one and the same. It's world takeover and the decimation of the population of this planet. Now, I'm going to tell you something a little bit different about the alien species. The bad news ones, there are nine races of alien populations. To look at a human being as a bag of food. They're not cannibals. They don't eat the flesh and the bones and all that kind of stuff. They use the glandular secretions of animals and human beings as a mixture of the vitamins for their food. They get high off of our adrenal gland substances called adrenal chrome. It's, a, it's something like uh, cocaine to them. Now, what can we do about it? We Right now, if we do nothing, we can do nothing about it, and it will continue to go on. Basically, we'll be led in the dark, and you'll keep seeing more and more people disappear. Right now, there's 100,000 children totally unaccountable through FBI archives, cannot be traced anywhere. They haven't been murdered. Nobody's ever seen them. I think they're hauled underneath in some of these bases, and they are summarily done away with, and they are literally eaten. Now, that is a scary thing indeed. Some, and I'm not asking you to believe me in total. I am asking you to seriously do enough homework that you can go out in through the public record, through the congressional records, find out who's voting for what, and go from there. 
do your own program, do your own agenda, and do your own speaking out. And if enough of us do this, there is some saving grace. However, we don't have a whole heap of time left. Technological governments on this planet are raping the planet. We're, we're going to run out of everything that we need. I'm going to pollute everything in sight in the better part of 20 years. Now I know you've heard some poppycock stories. Oh, we're going to run out of coal. We're going to run out of gasoline. We're going to run out of this, that, and the other. And 25 and 30 year, years ago, you heard all this hogwash. Well, don't believe it. Basically, anything you read in a paper, you should take with a grain of salt. Start reading and what is missing out of the article. Ask yourself, what's missing in this article that I should know? Maybe that's the truth. Fill in the blank spots, so to speak. White copy is only one leg of the triangle. There are two other legs, two other pieces of the puzzle. What we have to do as a group of people, concerned people at that, and this group seems to be the, oh, quite that, is we have to assert ourselves in a way that we've never thought possible. Now, I'm not asking you to do what I'm doing. But I'm telling you, what I'm doing is very important. Every one of you is equally important. You wouldn't be in this room otherwise. You know, all these other people out here that didn't come to the lecture, they really don't want to hear it. I, uh, yesterday I heard a fellow who says, I'm sorry to say uh, I belong to uh, this military organization, that militant organization. I, I don't believe in the alien question. I, 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 there's no proof of it. And so I show him an artifact and he says, well that's nice. And, that could be lead. Well, I happen to know this isn't lead. It scratches diamond and it's harder than that. Here's a sapphire that I found. When we blew a mountain apart, all these sapphires fell out. And sapphire has a hardness of nine right next to the hardness of a diamond. This thing scratches the heck out of it. Just tear it apart. I'll tell you something. This technology is fine and dandy. At the risk of the human race, at the risk of one human life, it is totally worthless. We have to, the one beautiful thing about the United States of America is we value a human person's life. The minute we lose it, we are dead meat. It is... It is tantamount that we get back to constitutional law and for our officials not to believe in it or obey it. First of all, for a politician to say, well, I believe in the U.S. Constitution, but I believe in gun control. It can't be, you can't be a master of two houses. It don't work. What you must do is tell that politician, you are disobeying the Constitution of the United States that you're sworn to uphold and you are in treason territory, think about what you have said. You have 30 days to make that apology. If you do not make that apology, you are a treasonous individual and should be prosecuted. Now, there's a few other things I want to run by you and they're kind of in rapid fire order. 
Area 51 is only one base, one of the 131 bases. Of these 131 bases, I call Area 51 a mega base. It's got more than one base in it. It's Tonopah Test Range, Area 51, S2, S4, Groom Lake, and a host of others. Now, these mega bases are gobbling up our gross national product. Right now we're spending 28% of the gross national product on building underground bases solely. That doesn't count for the defense budget. That doesn't count for the spare parts budget. It doesn't count for any of that at all. And the black budget is dead, dead wrong. It sidesteps the United States Congress and its constitution of its people and says you're a bunch of morons you don't need to know. Well, a need-to-know basis is an executive order written during the Eisenhower era right after the created 1954 treaty and is treasonous and illegal in this country and should be overturned and abolished. I believe in military preparedness. I believe in military secrecy to some extent. Because there's always going to be spies out there, and there are always going to be people that want want your hunk of territory, your house, or your ground, maybe even a country like that. Most of us remember what this crazy person in Russia, Jernovsky, had to say, we want Alaska back. Well, baby, you're not going to get Alaska back without a horrendous fight. Alaska is my land. I was born here in these United States. I have risked my life and limb for these United States, and I love my United States more than my life. And I will defend these United States against all foreign powers foreign and domestic. Now, every one of you in this room are prob have probably, to some extent, minor or major, done just that. And that is what this country needs. Patriots you are, patriots you are becoming, patriots and constitution builders you must continue to be. Now, all this alien thing is fine, except for one Now, all this alien thing is fine, except for one thing. Alien takeover is a serious threat. Kept totally out of the public view, off the surface, I'm sure the underground bases, without question, are being used as form a place to house alien takeover. Alien takeover means the implementation of a one-world government, direct opposite of constitutional law, direct opposite of freedom of choice, freedom of religion, other freedoms that go with it right to bear arms. We are the militia of the United States. 
every single person who believes in the Constitution of these United States and its Bill of Rights is a militia member. Are we going to tolerate what we've heard from Ruby Ridge? Are we going to tolerate what we've heard from Waco? Are we going to tolerate that a fertilizer bomb blew six sub-basement floors and I'm telling you something about sub-basement floors of a, a World Trade Center. They're 29 feet thick each with seven kinds of rebar reinforcement. The only weapon capable of doing such destruction and melting the concrete and extruding the rebar and the I-beam steel up to six feet in length longer than it originally was and melting the ends of it is a nuclear weapon. Now, the people they have in custody as fall guys may have been able to produce weapons and bombs and kill rabbis in New York, but I hate to tell you this, they did not have anything to do whatsoever with the World Trade Center bombing. The only thing used was a construction nuclear weapon that was housed at Mather Air Force Base, the only place such things are kept. Incidentally, about Mather Air Force Base in Oklahoma City, Mather Air Force Base trucks were seen two weeks before the Alpha P. Murrah building got blown to pieces. Strange. I don't believe in coincidences. They're non sequitur. They cannot be proven mathematically, etc., etc. So they don't exist. However, Oklahoma City bombing and fertilizer and a and a uh, fuel oil bomb. Give me a break, folks. You can blow that one by my ears, but I'm not a dummy, and neither are you. Neither is anybody in this room. We've been lied to, and the lies have got to stop, and they must stop immediately. If our public officials cannot tell us the truth, then they cease to be public officials, and they are automatically guilty of treasonous acts and should be dry, tried and convicted and, if necessary, in jail, whether it be house arrest or otherwise, before they can do any more damage. <laughs> Janet Reno. Janet Reno is a confirmed lesbian. She got out in front of public TV and said so. Janet Reno cheated her way through law school. It's provable. It's on the congressional records. Also, also in question, it's, uh, it's on the law school that she graduated from. Her record is not spotless. There are thousands, there are tens of thousands of fine police women. Women that could have done an exemplary job in a similar aspect. Janet Reno is a murderer of our children and should not be tolerated to live. Those that murder children, those that abuse children, those that sexually abuse children should not suffer to live. The CS gas that was poured in onto the Waco complex of Mr. Koresh, CS, by the way, stands for cesium. Cesium is an atomic element. It's an isotope. It's a radioactive compound. It is deadly to people under the age of 10. Take one breath and their lungs are singed and they die in 72 hours or less. 
They poured that gas continuously for 48 hours on that compound. Now, I don't believe in a lot of things. I don't believe anybody is that wicked that you have to kill them a hundredfold over after they're dead. But this is the mentality of the people now ruling as kings and queens over us, and it must stop. If we allow another election to go by for the same ilk in the White House, we have only ourselves to blame. Now this room isn't going to change the outcome of an election. I personally believe, I don't believe there's going to be another election. I believe martial law is going to hit this country before that happens. The way things are going. Because we refuse to stand up. We refuse to literally get out and risk our lives in talking. Now some of us got jobs and families and great responsibilities greater than I have. And I agree, that's tough. It's very hard. I cannot sympathize with you because I don't I'm not in your situation. But I have a young family. I have an ex-wife and child. Defense Intelligence Agency goons tried to kidnap my daughter not too long ago. My ex-wife being a, working in the state government services in Oregon. Picked up her 22 handgun, shoved it in the in the back of the neck of this one person. Give me my daughter back. If I don't, I pull the trigger. Gave the daughter back. Good choice. Now, the remark that my ex-wife had to say to this individual was, "If you ever, if I ever see you again in any way, shape, or form, I will kill you on sight." You're an abuser of children, therefore I, su you, I suffer to you that you do not, sh you should not live. By the way, she threatened a federal agent. She should be in jail, blah, blah, blah. Nothing like that's happened. These people don't want publicity. I shot a federal agent 16 days ago. Shot him dead when I was bleeding to death with a shoulder wound that he'd shot me. He had shot at a retired FBI agent who theoretically is, carries the same same coverance as uh, covering as a Secret Service agent. Got protection forever. He's a cop forever, federal cop forever. Now, <clears throat> that doesn't mean a whole lot. I made a report and went to the FBI. Do you realize, that, oh, you know what they said? They said, things like this happen, Mr. Schneider. We don't either believe you, I'm using that as my own italics or we don't give a damn now something's wrong here I'm not reading this right I defended myself to the best of my ability I was hoping I could go through life without doing such a thing and maybe some of you have actually defended your own life in a similar fashion. It's very sad you have to shoot or kill somebody. Maybe some of you were police officers and have had to do the same. And I don't know if you ever kill a human being, you're never the same as a person who never has killed a human being. It is with you for the rest of your days.
whether you do it in war, whether you do it in murder, whether you do it in self-defense, you have taken one of God's holy creations off this planet. And there is a void there. And I feel that, and I'm very sorry for that. But I had to defend myself. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. My message must continue. I'm doing it on my own money. And I'll continue to do it. As long as it takes. As long as I've got to live. I've got cancer. I'm dying. The radioactive substance that I got hit with in 1979, late August of 79, it's a similar form of aplastic anemia. It affects your blood and your bones. My bones are extremely brittle right now. No cure. The government never told me about that, by the way. Now, to sum up everything in this talk, there's going to be a few questions. I'll answer as many as I can for the next speaker. However, I want to sum up and say that every one of you in this room is a participant in secret things, and you're very brave indeed, and you should all turn around to one another and shake each other's hand and say, thank you for being here. Would you please do that and greet your neighbor? Now, this is the way the world should be. There wouldn't be any wars. Now, this is the way the world should be. There wouldn't be any wars. There wouldn't be any strife. Or if there was, it could be settled in a peaceable manner in a handshake. And that's the original American way. And I believe that way is still there, however remote at present time. Now... I'm going to sum up this talk and mention an overview of the alien agenda. The alien agenda is completely decimate the planet to take the remaining human subjects as slaves and the aliens would use this planet for their own means. Number one, this cannot be allowed to happen. The world takeover plans of the New World Order, a direct carbon copy blueprint from Adolf Hitler's routine of 1933 to 1938 must not be allowed to happen. That includes the name the New World Order. That was purposely used, folks, because most of us have been lazy. We have not read our history, and I'm talking to you because I'm one of them. We have not read our history books. Things have been omitted. Throw out basically what you've learned. I'm not asking you to believe me. I'm asking you to re-educate each one of yourselves and ask the unexpected of your public officials, of the people around you, your teachers. I'm not asking you to question authority. I'm asking you to question the teachers of this authority. Is this right? Is this law correct? If a law, one of the best statements to ever come out of the mouth of any human being, believe it or not, was, I think, by an incredible black man, the name of Jesse, not Jesse Jackson, but it was uh, Martin Luther King, excuse me. 
Jesus said, an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. That should be a motto that we live by. Not so much for the man who said the motto, but I'm sure George Washington said something similar. Who said, an uninformed populace is a populace in slavery. Now, our founding fathers had the unique gift 250-odd years ago, 200 to 250 years ago, of looking far in advance, seeing, laying out the groundwork of this wonderful two, two pieces of paper government we've got, the Bill of Rights and the United States Constitution, laying it out for all time. It is the best government probably since time immemorial, maybe the best ever. If we are to, by the way, every freedom that we have must be fought for continuously. You don't need to pick up a gun to fight for something. You need to pick up your mouth. You need to pick up your brain and read a book. You need to pick up your mouth and say, and when you hear somebody say, well, I believe in gun control, and you say, no, I don't believe in gun control, because guess what? You take away that right. What other rights am I going to be missing later on? Now, with gun control. Gun control, there's a certain few people generally a one to two percent minority of people that are totally irresponsible, criminal, use a gun improperly, etc., etc. I'm not talking about those kind of people. There are always going to be those kind of people, at least for the foreseeable future. The average person that owns a gun has prudence, has conscious thought of the knowledge of right and wrong can and is able to defend itself, herself, himself, against foreign and domestic terrorists, so to speak. Now, gun control is an attack on your rights if it is allowed to fully comply and go through. All of your freedoms will be removed within a 10-year period after the last element of gun control. So the attack of any right or the removal of any existing right is an attack and affront on every one of us in this room and should not be tolerated. That's that part of the talk. The overview is about underground mountain bases. All of them should be made public. In future talks, I'll be giving latitudes and longitudes of every single one of these bases. I've already written a manuscript at the publisher as we speak. It's a dynamite book. It lists all the secretive agendas that our government has us believing in right now and why it's so much BS. Why the New World Order is so good for us. Ha ha. Well, don't believe it, folks. Believe in only one thing. Love thy neighbor as thyself and ask continually questions 
about our constitutional freedoms and defend them if necessary. And most of us will have to probably defend them. I hope this doesn't happen. Now, I'm winding up this talk as best as I can without my notes at hand, but I'll be having artifacts up here. You're capable, capable of looking at them. I ask you not to handle them. I want all the artifacts back on the table. And don't handle the photograph here, original photograph of the of the flying saucer in 1946. Now I'll take a, a certain few questions. I know there's going to be quite a few of them. Yes, this gentleman here in this row. I've heard of Project TARP. I don't really know that much. It's designed to uh, electrify the ionosphere, and they will be able to map all the underground bases. Uh, there was a crash of a... Uh, uh, Air Force uh, plane up in Alaska last week, and uh, AWAC plane. Yeah. And it was on the last day of a right. uh, Project Harp uh, demonstration. Okay. Yes, I've heard of such projects. Uh, actually, it was invented by Nikola Tesla, the initial part of ionizing the atmosphere. The only trouble is with ionizing the atmosphere, plants plants need nightfall as well as sunlight to survive. So, lighting up the atmosphere might do extreme damage. Okay, next question. This gentleman up in the front row. Please speak up. Thank you for taking the question. My question I'd like to ask is this. If the aliens have a 1,200 IQ, can speak all these languages, and are so powerful, what prevents them from just taking over? Well, that's a good question. Basically, they have taken over. All that's left is a bunch of screaming, all a bunch of us that have been very complacent. Uh, half of the 131 under, deep underground military bases our basic cities for them. Right underneath our feet is a macabre site indeed. You can bet your bottom dollar they've already basically won the war. However, they're being an alien species. We are an alien species to them and our germs have a tendency to kill them. <clears throat> they're also a dying race and they're in far worse condition than anybody with the worst case of terminal cancer are in need of us to some degree. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, I heard a man speaking about the same things you have been speaking about down in Australia named Stan Dio. Do you know that man? Stan Dio? Yes, I've heard of him, but I don't know of him. Are you aware of this asteroid headed toward the Earth? It's yes, Nemesis is uh, called Nemesis. It's a brown star. It's probably hollow. It's maybe not a star at all. It has a specific gravity of a little less than 2, 1.718 or something like that, which means it's extremely hollow and light. It has a mass of 10 times the size of Jupiter. It is so massive, it's dragging comets and, and meteoritic material with it in 
space garbage and debris it's dragging it at such a rate just the debris encircling our solar system enough to destroy half the planets of it so yeah it'll be a threat it's headed for us right now supposedly it'll be here in 2052 nobody knows for certain or it'll be within closeness of the earth within 500 million miles which is plenty close indeed okay a few more questions I got to wrap it up here this this lady here no you have to use the microphone nobody can hear you Foreign forces with uh, the Soviets. Uh, the Soviet forces, the foreign forces, uh, all of us have an alien war going on. Red Chinese right now are getting it in full brunt. The Russians are shooting down per province. There are about nine provinces in their motherland. Uh, they're shooting down at the rate of 50 of these saucers per month and ships. They're heaping piles of them in outer Mongolia mountains of them. They just tow them out there and let them sit out there. Yeah. You please use the microphone. Nobody can hear you. Does the uh, alien agenda dictate the agenda of the, go of the world globalists right now, the people that want world government? Are yes, they do in, the, in, in total and entirety. Are, and are they may even be in charge. And are some of our uh, uh, high-level officials, perhaps from the president on down, are they aware of this? Yes, they are. They're all aware of it. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. What is the name of your book, and when will it be out? Well, I have several several names of the book. Basically, I'm calling myself Government Secrets Revealed, Government Secrets Revealed, and uh, Please don't handle a picture. I've asked. Please, not that you look at the artifacts, but don't handle them. Okay. And the government secrets revealed should be out within two to three weeks at the outset. Yes, sir. Where can you get get this book? Where will uh, it be? I'll have it. I'll have it in a brochure. I can't tell you right now. Uh, yes, sir. The person behind you, and then the person behind that, and that'll be the. Okay, uh, Phil, I want to say thank you and God bless you for what you're doing. It takes a big man like you to do it, man. Thank you. Uh, what I wanted to uh, emphasize here, I'll make it real quick, is that uh, can, what can we as humanoids do to... Uh, we're not humanoids, we're humans. Humans, all right. Well, anyway, what can we do to uh, stop this? By doing exactly what we're doing right now. Gathering? Gathering, listening, and what I'm doing, getting out in the public and talking about it. Okay, uh, don't, I, I don't fear ridicule. If someone wants to call me a brand X nut, well, I can't reach that person. I'm sorry for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm well aware of what's going on with the Area 51, and uh, I know that uh, we're capable of going into the future right now and coming back. Can you please use the microphone? Or is the microphone going dead down there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm well aware that our country is capable of going into the future right now and coming back through. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Please make this short. What is your question, sir? Um, what? How far 
can we go into uh, knowing what's happening with the aliens in Area 51? How far? I mean, how far can we get into the knowledge of this? We're already full-fledged into the knowledge of this right now. How far can we go? We can go a lot further. Uh, we have to defeat the alien threat. Otherwise, we have no chance at all. There won't be a new world order either. Okay, well, thank you very much. Okay. Let's take this last gentleman here. Did the United States government uh, intentionally uh, enter into an agreement with the aliens back in 1940? Uh, well, let's 1954. See, 1954. Is, yes, is they intentionally. Finished? They knew full well what their capacity was. They intentionally did so, supposedly on the premise that they were buying time to get arranged, and this wasn't true. This was a lie dished out to the public and the people in the know at the time. Uh, all the MJ members, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it, it did buy time, but at great cost. As we speak, as I'm speaking, rather, uh, about six million to seven million human beings have been slaughtered by the aliens at present time, unaccounted for. And of course, there's a, a thousand lies to say where they went or where they didn't go. Okay. I'm telling you right now that the lies and innuendo not only have to stop, if we don't believe in them anymore, they're going to stop, guaranteed. One, okay. one final question. Um, the the so-called ascension movement... You know nothing of, of it. I don't make sure. You know nure. nothing of it. Nothing of okay. it. Okay. Thanks. And yeah, so uh, Phil Schneider, uh, yeah. this, that's, uh, you know, it's it's really hard to talk about Phil with actually letting Phil tell you who he was. and. You it's know, so interesting. Very interesting. You, you know, know it's <laughs> deep underground military bases, right? Is that even? It is a thing. It's got to be a thing, man. Like you can't, you can't believe. Like there's no way that we're alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, regardless of whether that means here on Earth or up in space or wherever, man, another dimension. Either way. There's other entities, regardless of them being matter, uh, you know, material or energetic or whatever, man. And it's that shit's fucking wild. It is. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine having a ray gun fight with some aliens 500 feet That's, below the surface of the air. You know, it's not far from belief. It's not that far fetched because I watched a YouTube video yesterday where they made a real plasma lightsaber from the movie Star Wars, and it had a yeah, and it had a controllable length. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's really cool. The The only disadvantage right now mm -hmm. is that it has a battery pack. That's it. <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> they'll solve that with uh, the, the the new Tesla lightsaber edition. So yeah, right. It's whatever. But hey, yeah. Uh, I wanted to t I wanted to stop and pause real quick and tell tell uh you know the Chicago peeps that I will be in Chicago on the the twenty first the twentieth and the twenty first and I'm leaving out on the twenty second of November so uh, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if you're you're going to you are going to Chicago or I believe not. I will yeah so I'm not sure how the yeah, whole I've yet to confirm completely this, yeah this is like kind of a fifty fifty. It's a new thing, right? Yeah. yeah. If it's snowing or anything, you know, we're going to have to consider all options. But I, I will be in Chicago, folks, on the 21st of November uh, and the 20th of November. So uh, looking forward to saying hey to a few people. I want to say hey to Brother Sam when I'm there. I, I'm bringing Brother Sam some treats. 
Oh, right on. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to bring Brother Sam some treats. Uh, we've got Ice coming in. I was about to ask, you know, where's Ice going to be at? Ice is coming here. Uh, he's he's actually flying here on the 22nd of October. So, nice. um, yeah, Ice is uh, flying in. So we're, we're going to get Ice on the podcast for a little bit. And, uh, you know, I still got to maintain the whole social distancing thing. So when Ice gets here, you know, I'm going to have to stay six feet apart from him. So Right. Uh, tough to do. He's my bro. He's our bro, you know, but, uh, that's that. And, um, you know, it's whatever. Uh, I think that's all I got, man. You know, we, we talked about Phil, you know, we, we did the news. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good about it, man. Yeah. Ready to split out of here, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, folks check it out. Uh, check us out on the web, uh, hackers.xxx. You can check us out on your favorite podcasting, uh, service. Just search for hackers and look for our logo. Uh, and then, uh, of course, you know, feel free to subscribe to the podcast as well. I mean, you know, there's no ads. You know, you, you dig it. You get it. They get it. They get it. They get it. You can check me out on Twitter, too, uh, where, uh, you know, where I once in a while I'll post cool things, twitter.com forward slash gummo, G-U-M-M-O-X-X-X. And also be sure to check out the uh, events page on our website where we have one or two things. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, we will we will be actually updating the events page soon as well. We we've got to uh, well yeah it's it's the it's, it's the it's the pandemic version yeah of the events page. We were supposed to update it, but considering what happened yeah I mean, yeah or what's happening yeah right it's weird it, it, it's it's been twenty twenty all 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 around. Folks, yeah. be sure if you are in the United States or living abroad and you are a U.S. citizen, please get out there and vote. I, I we. <laughs> This is your time to make that change, right? If that's what you want to do or if you want to just continue on with the same thing that's been happening. Whatever you want to do, it's up to you and it's your your decision and your decision alone. Please don't force your decision on others without asking them first. Also, please be kind to someone. Use your skills for something good. Please, really do that don't nobody nobody really listen no one really gives a shit about your political opinion <laughs> really i don't and i'm sure there's plenty of, plenty of others that really there's don't give a, a poll shit. booth for that yeah, there is a poll <laughs> they're very well said and with that <laughs> with that we're gonna split on out of here uh we will be back next week for show number 148 i'm your host gummo and i'm crash and we will be back next week for show number 148 hey i love you guys take care of yourself and talk until next week. I'll talk to you then. Bye. Peace. Be one more And every gambler knows That to lose
Is a friend made enemy, and every shipwreck soul.